You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Father, we thank you. I bless your name for every single one here and those that are with us online, those that are watching on SOTV. Lord, I thank you. I glorify you for your word, which is spirit and is life. Thank you because the entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let there be light. Let there be revelation. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory, glory. Yeah, we've been having a great time. Uh, those of you who have been following via social media as well, started, just started a new slot as well on SOTV every Saturday by 2 p.m. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's called Jewels of Truth. Amen. Glory to God. Just a few minutes of impartation of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Amen. Amen. We have to increase, increase uh, the intensity of, of our execution of the will of God. Amen. Okay? It's important. Uh, we, it's not time to be slack. This is actually the time to intensify. Amen. Okay? This is the time to be more fiery. This is the time to be more zealous for God. Be more passionate. Because I know some of you are more passionate about your political parties. <laughs> yeah, and some of you, your soccer teams. You know, like all those pirates that, all those pirate fans. You know, yeah, you, you become passionate when the game is on. And Chiefs is beating you. you. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> yeah, but we need to be passionate about Jesus. Let's be passionate about our Heavenly Father. Let's be passionate about the kingdom of God. And how we can advance the kingdom of God. What can we do? Do you know that there is no sacrifice you will make that is enough? In comparison to the love God has for you. You can't pay him for it. Okay? You can't be too committed to God. Because all of you is not enough. Are you getting my point? Amen. Yeah. So all of you is not enough. All that you have is not enough. If you give everything in your account and your inheritance and everything you will ever earn till you die, it's still not enough. Amen. So let's not be the kind of Christians that are you know, half-hearted in our pursuits of the will of God and in our commitment to God, in our service to God. No, no, it's not okay. 
It's not okay. If it's not your best, God doesn't want it. Keep it. Keep it. Half-hearted commitment is a slap. It's an insult to God. Considering the, the level of sacrifice he made for us. Are you getting my point? Concer I mean, consider the love that he has for you. The Bible says, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for a friend. So that's the kind of passion he has for you. Do you know that if you were the only one on earth, Jesus would have still come. He would have still come. So I want you to know that there is room for more in our lives. There is more we can do. Come on. Amen. Yes. There is more we can do. There is more of ourselves we can give to him. Why? Jesus gave us the example. And so we need to follow the same example. Amen? Yes. Years ago, I remember somebody came to me, Pastor, uh, you know, uh, we are just too committed. I said, what is that? What language is that? Where, where did that thinking come from? He says, we are too committed. So she and her husband felt they were too committed. And when I looked and I summed the commitment, it was no commitment. It was like the bare minimum. Huh? So keep your commitment. Don't even bother. Don't even bother. If you have that kind of attitude in your service to God, put it aside. In fact, just, just step aside. And let those that have a heart to serve, serve God. What kind of love is that? How would you feel if, you, if your spouse came to you and said, look, I'm too committed to you. <laughs> huh? and this commitment is too much. I think I'm just overcommitted. <laughs> Does it make sense? No, I need to balance things. I am too committed. Huh? <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> but I don't know where we get this kind of thinking from. It's the devil whispering to people. He whispers thoughts to people. He whispers things to people that make them to water down what they give to God. So instead of giving God the, their best, they give God the second best. And God says, it's not acceptable. Go read the book of Malachi. You know? They were sacrificing blind uh, animals, lame animals. And he says, who is going to take that? God says, you can keep it. I'm not interested in that. Because guess what? God doesn't even need your sheep. <laughs> he made it. Glory to God. Amen. He made it. The cattle on a thousand hills. 
belongs to him. And the hill that the cattle graze upon belongs to him. And guess what? Even the grass on the hill belongs to him. So, if God asks you for something, it is an honor. It is a privilege to serve God. Hallelujah. I don't know why I said all of this, but somebody needed to hear that. Because it's as if the devil is speaking to somebody's mind. And you need to cast that spirit out. That's not the spirit of God. That's going to limit your blessing. And those of you who are not serving, get on the bandwagon. The harvest is great. The laborers are few. That's what Jesus said, right? Amen. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> because I can see relief on somebody's face. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. While I was praying, the Lord just dropped this in my spirit, which I want to share with you. The spirit of seeing and doing. Amen. Say, the spirit, the spirit. of seeing and doing. The spirit of seeing and of doing. Okay. So it's connected to the spirit of revelation. Because revelation enables you to see. The spirit of revelation enables you to see. So let's go to our text in Ephesians chapter 1. That your favorite um, chapter. Right? Okay, that's right. Yeah, you should be praying that every day of your life. All right. Ephesians chapter 1, and I'll read from verse um, 15. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Last week we were emphasizing the importance of your revelation being linked to Him, right? And how it leads to manifestation. But then the next verse says, you know, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Notice that. Being enlightened, the NIV says, being um, the eyes of your heart being enlightened. Then the uh, Amplified says, being flooded with light. Amen. Being flooded. You need a floodlight in your heart. Amen. Yes, I, I need to believe God. I'm believing God that there's going to be a floodlight in your heart that... God, the Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Father will flood light in your heart so that you can see. But look at what he says. It says um, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. So that's the reason for the light, so that you may know what? The hope of his calling. And it is linked. Seeing is so that you can do. The purpose of seeing is not just for the seeing's sake. 
It's not like when you go to a movie theater and you just watch a movie and you come back, oh, that was a good movie. Oh, wow, wow. It was a great one, exciting one, you know, funny one, or whatever it is. You, 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 you were properly entertained. But the spirit of revelation is not like that. He shows you so that you can do. And one of the challenges we have with, um, with our generation is that because we've been flooded with so much information, we are used to just receiving without applying. Yeah, that's the problem of the church. The problem of the church is that the church is not doing enough. Of what she knows. Or what she has seen. Or what she has heard. That's our problem. As a matter of fact, there's no other generation like our generation with so much revelation, so much insight. Coupled with so much um, technology and advancement. Huh? And we have become so spoiled. Just, just, it wasn't too long ago that for you to get information, you needed to go to the library. Am I correct? But now you have it on your phone. So that means we should be doing more than every other generation. To whom much is given... Much is required. So we should be doing more in our generation than the generations past. The time of Paul and our time. Paul should be looking at us in awe. Peter and John, all those guys, they should be looking from the galleries of heaven and saying, oh my goodness. Wow. This is incredible. I wish we could have done that. Amen. But you know what's happening? We're looking back and we're admiring them, what they did. Yeah. Huh? Now, I'm not saying we should admire what they did, but it doesn't end there. We should say, oh, wow, you guys, you tried with so little. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's, how we should be, that's how we should be looking at it. We look at them and say, wow. You could reach the world in such a short space of time with so little. No cars, no airplanes, no internet, no TV, no radio. And yet you were able to do so much. Wow, you guys really tried. And we should be commending them for doing so much with so little. And they should be looking at us to say, wow, you guys are just too much. Look at how the kingdom has advanced in your generation. You get my point? That's how it should be. But oh no, we're so spoiled. Oh, pastor, that's a good message. I wish you had added this point. Yeah. 
Yes. Is that not how we are? You know, if, if I were the one, I would have said it better. I can preach better. Okay, you can preach better. What have you done with your preaching? Your better preaching? What have you done? Are you getting my point? So the Lord wants to release upon us the spirit of seeing and doing. So it's not just for things to be revealed to us, but for us to be able to do. Hallelujah. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened so that you may know what to do, what you are called to do. That's the purpose of revelation. So that you may know what to do in that office. So that you may know what to do in that complex. So that you may know what to do in that family. So that you may know what to do with your circle of friends. So that you may know what to do with your colleagues. So that you may know what to do with your neighbors. So that you may know what to do where he has planted you. So that you may know what to do in his house. Hallelujah. That's the purpose of revelation. It's not just for exciting experiences. In as much as it's exciting, but it must never be the goal of revelation. It must be so that we can do. You remember Paul on the way to uh, Saul of Tarsus, on his way to Damascus, when the Lord Jesus just appeared as he was on his way, riding on his high horse, the Lord threw him off his horse. He, and he saw the Lord in his glory. He was knocked off. And guess what? What will thou have me do, Lord? So you see, so revelation should lead to doing. Are you getting my point? That is God's purpose for revelation. Oh, why are we declaring the year of exponential revelation? That means it's a year of exponential doing. Come on. Yeah. Exponential revelation should lead to exponential doing. That's what it's supposed to be. And I believe that that is coming upon you. There is a divine ability that is coming upon you. That God is breathing upon you. Not just the ability to see, but the ability to do. We receive that. Hallelujah. Just, just, why don't you just take a moment, just say, Lord, I, I, I ask right now, give me, give me the spirit. The spirit of seeing and doing. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Lord, my God, Lord, my God. I want to receive that, that ability to see and to do, to see and to do, to see. My doing has to be commensurate to my seeing. In the name of Jesus, help us, oh God. Bring us to that place, my God, where we will not be hearers only or seers only, but doers as well. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Look at Acts chapter 9. On his, on his way to Damascus, he says in verse 3, And as he, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus Christ, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. And he, trembling, astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Hallelujah. You see, when you see, it's time to do. Anytime you see, ask the Lord, what should I do? Okay, anytime you see, anytime God begins to show you visions, begins to show you revelations, begins to show you, give you certain dreams, says, Lord, what should I do? Let him tell you. Don't just wake up and decide, oh, wow. Okay, uh, Auntie Agatha is the cause of this problem. So I'm going to tell Uncle Solomon that he should be aware of his wife because she's the witch in this family. What is that nonsense? That's, that's all some people do with the spirit of revelation. What is that? You have reduced the grace of God to a witch hunt. Witch hunting gift. Hmm? May God help us. I said, may God help us. Amen. The spirit of seeing and doing. Amen. So the moment you see, ask, what will I do? What should I do? It's like when you hear, the moment you hear, ask, what should I do? Because Paul saw and heard at the same, he saw, then he heard the voice. Then the next thing, what do you want me to do? There is always something to do. Okay? Not sitting and warming the seats and marking present. As good as that is, you should walk out of this place and say, what should I do with this message? You get my point? Yeah, what should I do? You know, our churches in Malawi, do you know how, how it started? Our pastor there, Pastor James, I'm so proud of him. This guy got saved when we were at the Protea Hotel. He got saved in our service. Okay? He got saved. And when I, when I preach, each time I preach, I say, Tell me what you have done with this message. Don't tell me how good the message is. Maybe you've heard me say things like that. So he took it. And then in the course of the week, he will go and do something with the message. He'll go and do something with the message. And then he would come back the next Sunday with a testimony. He would say to me, Pastor, you know, the message you, you gave, you, you, you shared, this is what I did with it. And then he would give me a testimony. I went, I shared it with this person. 
and then this person gave his life. I went and I prayed for this person, and this person got healed. I went and I did this. You know, he, he kept coming back. Every, and as he was coming, the Holy Spirit said to me, Mark this guy. Pay attention to him. So I began to pump more into him. Do you get my point? Yeah, because that's good ground. You don't just sow everywhere. I saw, oh, this is good ground. So I began to encourage him more. I began to encourage him more. And then he got to a point. He couldn't take it anymore. He says, with tears in his eyes, Pastor, I can't stay here and be receiving all of this. My people are perishing. I need to go home and share this message with them. He attended Victory Weekend. That was like what broke it for him. After Victory Weekend, he said, no, 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 no. I can't stay here anymore. I'm going back to Malawi. And that's how we prayed for him. And I gave him a few lessons, you know. I said, do this, do this, do this. Read this. Gave him some materials. And sent him. That's all. He went and began to do what he was taught. You get my point? He began to do. Then after some time, you know how phone him sometimes would talk, encourage him, ask him questions? And then after some time he says, Pastor, I've taught them everything that I know. I said, come back. So he came back again and then we, I pumped him with some more. Come on. And things began to happen. Pastors were calling him to come and join their churches because of what they could see in his life. And I said to him, start, a, start connect groups. You know, train him, give him connect group training. Those of you that are here, get ready <laughs> to start connect groups. Do something. Come on, touch your neighbor. Say, do something, do something. Hallelujah. Yeah. Everyone here should at least have one group that you are leading. Do you get my point? At least one. Oh, Pastor, I'm already a member of a connect group. That's fine. You're a member, but start one. Who says you can't be in more than one group? As your pastor, I give you license. To start as many groups as possible. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Start one. So, oh, I'm leaving this place. In this place, there's no connect group there. Then, why, are you, why do you think you are there? May God open your eyes, give you revelation of why you are there. So that you can start something. Yeah. That's how it works. Hallelujah. So even though you are part of this connect group, you start another one there. I'll never forget, some years ago, I met this brother from our, uh, Every Nation Church in, in, in Manila, Brother Banjo. He's a top lawyer in the Philippines. A top lawyer in the Philippines. I was talking, talking, and he was sharing his testimony, how he got saved and all of that, and how God transformed his life. And from the day he got saved, every year he reads the whole Bible. And he has a stack of Bibles in his house. He used to be a womanizer of note. 
But when he got saved, he got radically saved. Hallelujah. And guess what? He was there, and this guy was running six connect groups. Come on, somebody say six. Now, how many people know lawyers are busy people? Huh? Especially when they are tops. And they handle international cases. Then you know that this is not a small fry in the legal profession. Glory to God. But he was doing. Every, every time he hears, then he does. He hears, then he does. He hears, then he does. And what did it produce? Six connect groups. One with the, in the parliament. One, you know, different, different places. Oh, well, you know, I'm doing all this for the church. Nobody's paying me. Nobody is going to pay you to make disciples, for God's sake. Do you want to be paid by the church or do you want to be paid by God? Who, who, who is better to pay you? Who, who is the best? Who would you prefer? If, okay, those of you that want to start connect groups and you want to be on salary for, for running connect groups, come and see me after the service. <laughs> come and see me after the service, okay? Don't raise your hand. Just come and see me. And I will... We will look at, we will examine the situation. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. Is there anybody here that has no friend? Let me see. You have no friend at all. Not, not even a single friend. Ah. Okay. So that means that you have work to do. Yeah. So you have to be more friendly. He that must have friends... Must be more friendly. So you need to be more friendly, okay? And then if you have friends, then they are your starting point. Your friends are your starting point. That's where to start. Hallelujah. The spirit of seeing and doing. It's important for you to see, but it's more important for you to do. Glory to God. I want to show, show you something. Look at... Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus exemplifies what we're talking about. Look at John chapter 5, St. John's Gospel. Chapter 5, verse 30. He said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Can you see that? It says, I can of my own self do nothing. Right? Yeah. Then look at verse 19 as well. Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son does in like manner. Can you see? So seeing should lead to doing. Come on. That's, what, that's the spirit that was on Jesus. The spirit of seeing and doing. And that is available to you if you are not too lazy to do.
It's time, my people, for us to take the will of God serious. It's time for us to desire, to seek, to see so that we can do. He says, that which I see my father do. That's what I do. That's what I do. There is nothing that Jesus can do without the Father. He says, he says look, at, look, at, look at what he says. It's not that, look, <laughs> he says, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing. The Son can do nothing. In other words, I don't have the ability. It's not that he doesn't want to do. He's saying, I cannot accept that which I see my father do. That's why you find the ministry of Jesus was the way it was. Because he didn't just go around healing everybody in town. Sometimes, you know, I, I watch them on TV, the media guys interviewing or talking about TV evangelists and so on. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you, you, you claim to be a healer and this person didn't get healed. So what? You know, I read it and it's been going on for, for decades, like at the days of Catherine Kuhlman. They would come and ask her, why didn't this person get healed? This person was in your meeting. So they are not focusing on the one that got healed. They are focusing on the one that did not get healed. Isn't it God that is doing the work? It's God that is doing it. So the devil uses the media in this generation much more than people imagine. I'm telling you. And that's why people are scared to take a step. Why? Because they are afraid to make mistakes. Why? They will be criticized. I know God also uses some media as well. Anything that God uses, the devil also wants to use. You get my point? Yeah. So Jesus said, I do nothing except that which I see my father do. And that's why... And when the Syrophoenician woman came to him, they said, Oh, Master, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter has been tormented with a demon. Jesus said, I'm not sent except to the household of Israel. He says, it's not fitting to give the children's bread to dogs. And if it were some of us, the offense that would have exploded in you. Because if somebody doesn't even smile, when you smile, it's a problem. You need to grow up. Yeah. Instead of the woman to get offended, she said, but even the crumbs... The, the dogs eat the crumbs that fall off the table. Hallelujah. And I believe the father said to Jesus, give it to her. 
She's not a Jew. She's not entitled by covenant to healing. But her faith has demonstrated, she has demonstrated great faith. So much that Jesus said, I have not found such great faith. In the whole of Israel, in the whole nation, the custodian of faith. Nobody has this kind of faith. The father was impressed. And that's why Jesus said, go, your daughter is healed. And immediately that demon left. So it's not, it's not that Jesus didn't have a heart for, for, um, for her and for her daughter. But he was restricted. He was operating according to the father. How, or how would you explain when he went to the pool of Beth, Bethsaida? Huh? Bethesda. And there are hundreds of sick people, important folks, and, you know, cripples and whatever. They were all there. And the Bible says, the Bible says that she, she would, um, Jesus just walked to one person, one man. Would you like to be made whole? I have no one to help me. I have no one to help me. And Jesus says, would you want to be made whole? That's the, you understand English? You have comprehension. You see, comprehension 101. The question is, do you want to be made whole? What was the guy's answer? I have no one to, that is not the answer. If you do that in English, you will fail. You will fail if you write that. The question is, do you want to be made whole? It should be yes or no. But he says, I have no one. So that is to tell you the man didn't even have faith. But Jesus said, take up your bed and go. And after that, Jesus walks away. Leaves the other sick people. I wonder what the media would have said about Jesus, would, about the ministry of Jesus for not healing the others. I wonder how the analysts will analyze the ministry of Jesus. They will say, oh, you know, <laughs> this guy must have been, maybe his family gave a fat offering. <laughs> Somehow they will come up with something. But the point is that Jesus was restricted by the will of the Father. What he saw the Father do is what he did. Amen? So the, 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 the importance of seeing, the importance of seeing is so that you can do. Or the, the, the purpose of seeing is for you to do. Don't just be someone that just keeps seeing, 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 seeing. Seeing visions all the time. And you are doing nothing. If you don't know what to do with your vision, come and meet me. I'll tell you. If you have dreams, you don't even understand. Come, I will interpret it and tell you what you are supposed to do. Because all those, those dreams, they are coded messages. They are coded messages. I'm surprised at how God is able to 
you know, encrypt such powerful messages and, 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 and you know, in dreams. So he says, I do nothing except that which I see my father do. And that's why he says in, um, in John chapter 4, remember when he says, when he said to the disciples, he sent them to go and buy food. And then they went. By the time they came back, Jesus was busy with the, you know, he was busy interacting and, and communicating with the Samaritan woman. And by the time the disciples came, Jesus was so into what was going on that he said to them, I have food that you, to eat that you don't know of. Hmm? Look at what it says in John chapter 4. It says in verse 31, In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore his disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? You know, I know there's no cars, so we had to walk all the way, walked all the way to boulders to get food. And by the time we got back, you know, he must, so maybe somebody gave him food, somebody close by from just next door, brought food and gave him to eat. So they're asking, has, has anyone given him food to eat? And, and uh, Jesus said, I have food to eat which you do not know of. Okay? And he said to them, look at verse 34. Key verse. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Hallelujah. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In other words, what sustains me, my nourishment, my fulfillment comes from doing. You see, if you are not fulfilled, it's because you are not doing. It's because you are not doing. Because you're not doing. You need to start doing. I, I'm telling you, if you, for example, how many of you, you've, you've, you've won the loss, you've, you've led somebody to Christ recently? Okay. You notice the, 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 the joy. The joy that comes with that. The moment, it's, it's, you, you can't escape, you can't describe it. There's nothing that can equate to the sense of fulfillment you get when people give their lives to Christ. So that's what Jesus was enjoying. And food was boring at that time. This is more interesting. So he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work while it is day. Hallelujah. That's the will of God. That's the will of God for you. He says, I can do nothing except that which I see my Father do. Without my Father, I'm nothing. Huh? So we're singing that song. Hmm? Ngapande Luako. 
Huh? Angina Temba. Hallelujah. Without you, I'm nothing. So Jesus was saying that. He was declaring that. He was declaring. When I see him do, then I do. So you have to be positioned to be able to see. You have to, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So you have to work on your heart so that you can see. You get my point? Work on your heart so that you can see. If you cannot see, maybe you are not working on your heart. Start working on your heart so that you can see. And if you can see, then you start doing. And when you begin to do, oh, wow, you have a sense of joy, a sense of fulfillment. Nobody can pay you for that. It's, the, you, it, it, it's more than winning the lotto. Telling you. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you. We bless you. Come on, lift up your hands. Let's, let's just pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. I ask for the spirit of seeing and doing. In the name of Jesus, let it come upon us. Lord God, empower us. Breathe upon us right now. Let there be doers. Lord God, I rebuke every hard-hearted co commitment. Mighty God, that, let, let that lying voice that is speaking to that person be silenced right now. In the name of Jesus, I silence that voice. I silence that voice. I silence that voice. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand up on our feet. Let's just begin to pray. I want you to pray. Just ask the Lord. You know, ask the Lord to do something in your life. Come on. Yes. You want to see and do. The ability to see. Yes. My Lord, my Lord and my God. Come on, yes. To see and to do. Ask Him. Lord, open my eyes to see. And I receive the grace to do. Because the Bible says it is God that works in you. Both to will and to do of His good pleasure. He's the one that works in you. Both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. The spirit of seeing and of doing. Receive it right now. Yes. Begin to do. Begin to do. To begin to do. I rebuke the spirit of slothfulness. I rebuke laziness. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke timidity. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke double-mindedness. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke confusion. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. I give you glory. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. How many people are going to do something this week? You're going to do something. Make sure you share with somebody. Make sure you share the gospel with somebody. 
those of you who are available over the weekend for the training in Rosebank, that will help you. Okay. We want to be effective in doing the will of God. We want to be effective in harvesting the souls. Midran is waiting for us. This city is waiting for us. Hallelujah. And I want you to receive grace. This is not to condemn anyone. This is not to, you know, this is not to make you feel bad. No, it's to help you, to encourage you, to stir you up so that you can start doing the will of the Father. And you start enjoying the benefits of doing the will of God. We might not all be called to do the same thing. But everyone has something to do. And if you are already, and for those of you who are already doing things, more grace to you. May God give you more grace to do more. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I know many of us have been, you know, living a sacrificial life for God. I want you to know that your reward is great. Receive grace for more. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If it can happen in Malawi, it can happen through you. It can happen through Pastor James. It can happen through you. Amen. We have helped helped them to buy land in Malawi. Amen. Bought land for them. Two pieces of land for the Malawi church from Midrand. Come on. Guys. Guys. You are doing great. Hallelujah. But we can do more. We can do more. You know, they are so encouraged because of our support. And I want to pray as well. Just say this before we leave. I want want us to raise an offering next week for them. They want to buy some chairs because they're having issues. So, and it doesn't, it's it's not really much. One person can just write that check. not much. Little goes far. Hallelujah. Amen. We just, we just want to bless them with 10,000 rands only. Come on. Is that, is, is that not, can't one person do that? You know, as blessed as you are. Come on, guys. Somebody should be even upset. Pastor, how can you, what is that? This is an insult. What is this? Let, you know, that hallelujah hallelujah no more next not no offering next week okay you see hallelujah amen it's done hallelujah let's appreciate god amen amen glory to god but i just want to i, I want to really appreciate every single one of you because i know that in spite of your challenges you have remained faithful and I'm praying that this year you will see God in a way you've never seen him before hallelujah if we serve a living God and if what I give to you is the word of God and what I share with you is the word of God you're going to see 
Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands. Father, I thank you for this once. Thank you for your blessing over their lives. Lord, I pray for a flow, a grace upon their lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I ask for an increase. Increase of your grace. Increase of your supply. Increase of your power. Increase of your wisdom. Increase of your anointing. Increase, oh Father God, of capacity. The capacity to do more. My Lord, let it come upon them. In the name of Jesus, I release it over them. I release it over them. In the name of Jesus, mighty God, I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, the Lord just reminded me of a vision he gave me some time last year, towards the end of last year. And I saw there was somebody here that was taking me and we were going to buy property. Come on. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, yeah. Is it this one? Do you want this one? We were looking at several of them. Come on. Who is that person? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm telling you, God is God. We, we serve a God of signs and wonders. And we're going to see signs and wonders even in this area. Amen. I told you we're going to have many properties. Believe me. Some we will buy. Some will be given. Glory to God. Let's receive it by faith. Father, we receive. We receive by faith. In the name of Jesus. We receive by faith. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.